Welcome to Moonday Mystic by Modern Mystic Shop, the podcast where we help you harness your intuition, your personal power, so that you can live a magical life. Hi guys, welcome to another solo episode of Moonday Mystic with me, Kelly Knight. Today we're going to continue this theme about ancestors, but in this recording, I'm going to share with you how it is that you can actually communicate yourself with your ancestors. So I'm a psychic medium, which to me, and I don't know, I say to me, this might be the just concrete definition, but I can communicate with people who have died. Uh, this includes my ancestors, my grandparents, etc. And this also includes, uh, I can connect with other people's loved ones. I don't do this for a living, this part. I don't do it as a service. What I learned early in my career is that I have a lot of great gifts, a lot of psychic gifts, a lot of gifts that aren't to do with psychics or metaphysics, and I don't have to monetize all of them. So what I took to heart, you know, early days is that that uh, for now, that mediumship gift is for me and my healing and for my loved ones that I can help with it. I mentioned last week, and I can tell that there's a lot of uh, deceased loved ones energy here, whether I can't tell right now whether it's mine or yours or whoever, because for me, and it works differently for every single person, I feel like I could cry. And that to me is somehow my sign of when these spirits are present. Um, and it feels like sadness and crying. But again, I'm not quite sure if I my brain just associates these sensations with sadness because I don't actually feel sad. Um, but a lot of people want to talk to their loved ones. I know that there are a lot of folks out there that would love to be a psychic medium and love to connect. And I have found that through mediumship, it is a really healing, healing experience. It is a very healing experience to be able to continue to, to communicate with your loved ones, to also close the loop on certain things and get closure and get understanding. Now, some of these tips that I'm going to give you today might not get you to that level of mediumship. I believe that everyone comes in with gifts and intuitive gifts at different levels, just like anything else, right? So I don't know why people put you know, sort of intuition or psychic abilities into a different pool for whatever reason, but I, I believe that all of us have an intuition that we can trust. Uh, and then some people have a little bit more talent in that area and it comes more naturally. And then some people can actually work at it. So it's sort of like going to the gym, you know, and like lifting weights. The more you practice, the stronger your skills get. Sort of like, uh, I believe psychic ability is a little bit like... Uh, athletes. So some people are born with an Olympic level of a specific athletic ability. Some people have no athletic ability. Some people have no athletic ability, but then they train and they practice and they get strength and endurance and coordination and they can get pretty good at it. I think psychic skills and intuitive skills are similar. So right out the gate, I just want to impress onto all of you that my psychic abilities or someone else's intuition or abilities are not going to be the same for you. For me, I'll discuss that, you know, I told you I get that sensation when it feels like I have, um, you know, spirit energies near me. Um, but also I'm clairaudient, which I personally think is the best psychic gift because it's very clear. You hear, I hear inside of myself the words. So that doesn't have to be open to interpretation. It's very clear. It says like, hey, this is grandpa. How you doing? You know, it's like, okay, there's no sort of way to confuse that. 
So I would say if you are someone who loves music, if you are someone who has very sensitive actual physical hearing like I do, like I can hear like a crazy person. And if there's any construction or like a low level vibration that other people won't hear, I hear it. I am very sensitive and very affected by noise. If that is the case for you, um, then you might be clairaudient like me. If you have a sensitivity, a physical sensitivity, if you're good at singing, if you like music, that sort of thing. If you if you learn by listening, you know, if you learn through podcasts and stuff like that and you process information easily that way, it's possible that you are clairaudient. Now, most people hear about clairvoyance. This is like sort of seeing things like a movie or like a, like a movie's playing or seeing things in signs or symbols. So if you're a visual learner, if you're someone that like learns through um, yeah, like watching movies or things of that nature, you might be a clairvoyant person. If you have visions, if you have dreams, like that might be how your loved ones would be communicating with you. Um, and I'm not going to go through every psychic sense, just the most common ones. Another one is just that that clair- claircognizance, it's called that clear knowing. It's just like when something hits you and you just know it for truth. And sometimes those are the most confusing ones and they get dismissed the most because um, people don't take that knowing as a psychic ability or an intuitive ability, but it is. Um, But because they don't see something or hear something, uh, they kind of dismiss it. Um, And then another way, this is not a psychic ability, but I talked about this uh, recently on a post, is just asking for signs. So I'm going to go through a a few techniques to chat with your loved ones or connect with your loved ones. The easiest one, I just went through sort of the psychic senses. If you can identify your psychic sense or that strength that you have, then I would lean into that and ask for those sorts of messages. Um, The number one tip for communicating with your ancestors or any sort of spirits to me is to have a very solid uh, meditation practice. If you can't get really still and really open and really quiet, you will not be inclined to see the signs or to hear the messages or to feel the messages. So first and foremost, if you're serious about uh, connecting with your ancestors, I would be serious about a meditation practice, even if it's just 10 minutes a day. It doesn't have to be crazy. Um, next level to me would be to do that practice in front of your ancestral altars and go through the process. It's in my book. If you want to open the ancestral gates and sit there in meditation and in prayer in the energy of your ancestors, that's a very, very useful way to do it. The next might be another easy way to connect with your ancestors that I've discussed before are signs, asking for signs. So you can just say, hey, grandma, show me a sign and trust that whatever appears even in your mind's eye or if you hear something or if you see something, then that's the sign. But I find that an easier way would is to actually ask for a specific sign, to ask for you know whatever reminds you of that person. Um, that is a great way to communicate with your ancestors and just get that nudge, like, I know that you're here. Another great way to communicate with your ancestors that is relatively easy, but it can really only work best in my experience once you have that open meditation practice is through a process called automatic writing. So this is when you get in a meditative state and in front of you, you'll have a pen and paper. I know some people do it with typing. I would just recommend good old fashioned pen and paper in your journal. 
and you close your eyes, you get in a meditative state, you pose a question, and then you just write without thinking the answer. Sometimes you can write with your non-dominant hand in order to sort of get to a different access point in your brain. You're not writing neatly. You're not even paying attention. You are just writing, 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 whatever comes to you. Write, 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 write. Um, And then when you're done and it feels complete, when you go back to listen to, I'm sorry, to read it, you will get your profound messages. And oftentimes the language that is used or the, the cadence or how the sentences are formed will not really sound like you. And that is another sign that this is coming from the ancestors who you have invited to give you that information or to get that closure. Another thing, another way to connect with your ancestors, especially if you're like a body-oriented person, um, meaning like you learn through doing, you have strong sensations in your body, you can feel energy running through your body and shifting in your body, is just to have an energetic transmission. So it's not necessarily communication in the sense that you're getting facts, figures, dates, whatever from them. But you can ask them to bless you, to heal you, and it sort of feels like an energetic blanket or is cocooning around you, and you can feel an energy transmission. And that I've been doing a lot lately, actually. I've done, I did in the last last full moon, I did this releasing full moon ritual. I wrote, I hand wrote this letter to my ancestors as a um petition for things that I wanted to clear. I left it on that altar for them to work with it between the full moon and the new moon. And I was, for a week, I went and I meditated in front of my ancestral altar every week, uh, every day. And sometimes I was hearing messages because again, that's my sense. But many times I was just feeling like I was just under sort of like a waterfall of energy and love. And I could feel that they were kind of like just clearing me energetically or maybe psychically to, to help me release what I had really asked them for their assistance in releasing. And then lastly, I'm going to tell you, this is sort of like an advanced way <laughs> to contact your ancestors. And this might not be uh, up everyone's alley, but I, I learned this from Claire Goodchild. So I had been using tarot uh, to talk with deceased loved ones when I first started this mediumship journey because I was already proficient in tarot. And there was this interesting thing that was happening where I like to read all of my cards upright. But then when I would somehow magically, when I was trying to do a mediumship reading through tarot, the cards for the court, if it meant a dead person, would come up reversed. So I would, I thought I had organized all my cards upright and then I would pull like the king of cups reversed. And then I would ask the client, you know, do you have a deceased father figure, grandfather, whatever. And then the, then the, the, um, king of cups reversed often meant to me, this person had like, um, maybe addiction issues, like an overdrinker cups, you know, that sort of thing reversed kind of went to the dark side with that. So an easier, uh, one way to read tarot though, because I was actually at that point using the traditional meanings of the tarot cards to help me, um, understand. But then I started using them in a more abstract way. And this is what Claire talks about in her books, book of seances, is for example, say I pulled the King of Cups reversed, and that was sort of like an alcoholic kind of dead father. <laughs> and then the Three of Swords, the Three of Swords means heartbreak, betrayal, or whatever, but it started to mean for me a heart attack 
do they die of a heart attack? It's a if it's an image of a heart with all these swords poking through it. Um, and that's what that's turned up to mean for me. Or like the ace of wands would come up and it would be like, is it a smoker? So if you are interested in tarot, you can use tarot to divine and connect with deceased loved ones. But the key here and why you can get started so easily is you don't have to know what the cards mean. You just need to decipher the images in the picture in the most literal way possible. Because if you think about it, these spirits might not be an expert in tarot. They don't know what the three of swords mean, but they picked the symbols in the deck that most closely resembled a heart attack. They don't know that the ace of wands means, you know, like sudden inspirations or sudden spiritual awarenesses. They just know that it looks kind of like a cigar or a cigarette. And a lot of people can get up and running rather quickly reading tarot to connect with deceased loved ones because you don't actually have to know the meaning. You just have to be open to the scenes and the symbols and what they would mean if you didn't know what they meant. (laughs) So that's another really great way to start to connect and talk to your ancestors through tarot. And I like to do this, especially if I'm like not really feeling like channeling or like hearing stuff, but I'm in a meditation at that altar, I'll pull a few cards and I'll ask, what's the message for me today from my ancestors? And I will use that. I will set the intention that I'm going to be reading it in that way instead of like in a more literal way. And I get really interesting information through that way. So I hope that some of these tips were useful for you, asking for signs, using tarot cards, understanding your specific psychic sense, and leaning into that and asking for your ancestors to help communicate with you in the way that you are most available. So whether you hear things, see things, sense things, start asking for the communication to be in that style and hands down. 10 out of 10 recommend a meditation practice. It will amplify all of your intuitive gifts. It will also amplify your connection to yourself. And if you can hold a meditative state, it will help you in every area of your life, not just in these magical modalities. So thank you so much for listening and I will see you next Monday. Bye all. Thank you for listening to Moonday Mystic by Modern Mystic Shop. Moonday Mystic is hosted and created by Kelly Knight, produced by Ariel Duncan, and inspired by magical listeners like you.